here. It is Friday up in here already. Up in here, up in here. Time to get your Friday on. It is Supercross Eve on the Big 49. I am Stretch. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Fridays is a very special day here at the 49. Not only do we get the Stretch show all morning long, all morning strong, we also go into the Moto Show, which pops down at 3 o'clock this afternoon and 3 to 7. And like I said, I don't know if you heard yesterday's show. If not, remember, if you missed the Stretch Show, you can always listen to the Stretch Show podcast, which is everything that happens on the Stretch Show just pop down into a abbreviated version with no music. It's just all the talk and all the Moto Minutes, the entertainment, and all of these segments of the show pieced together. I do do weird things in there. I said do, do. But I do weird things in there where I... Well, promote sometimes, hey, coming up next, you're going to hear from Chase X, and it's not that interview. That's because that's in the podcast the day before. I replay the interviews so I can get two days out of them instead of just one. And then the segments that I repeat, I chop those out of the podcast. But you know where there's no repeating? There's no repeats on the Moto Man Show. No, there is not. And there damn sure is no repeats on the big old vlog that goes down Saturdays as we do our Supercross coverage. And that is, here's how it works. Two hours before the gate drops. This weekend, Seattle, that's a West Coast race. Gate's going to drop at 7. The pre-race show will start at 5 p.m. here. It'll be myself, Motoman, Jason, and Kyle. And we'll give you our picks. We'll let you know what's going on. Big bum, big, big bummer right out of the box. There's no KTM kids races this week. So the real degenerate gambling will not be taking place in the studio that normally does. But we will get together. We'll talk about everything going on in Moto. There's a lot of things I want to address that I've talked about on the show this week with the with the guys because I am in here all alone just doing a solo uh, show, if you will. I'm like an OnlyFans girl on the Big 4-9. It's the solo stretch show all day, every day, and I like being in there on Saturday with the guys. Now, one thing that we do is we film those segments, so they're vlogs, and they are posted on TheBig49.com. I think they're also posted up on our YouTube page. But this is no ordinary vlog. Most people do a vlog. It's 15 minutes long. All right, each segment we do is 30 minutes or more. And we've got five hours of them. So these things are long. we got about four and a half, five hours of vlogs from one show. And they all go up slowly but surely as the week goes on on the show. So you can go check those out as well. And you never know what's going to happen. Uh, some a-hole may release a demon in the studio, which we're not going to talk about. If I talk about it, i got to punch myself in the nuts, so I'm not going to talk about it. But there's no update on that either, by the way, for tomorrow's show, just letting you know. So it is uh, crazy, and everything that happens, anything we got to do, anything that goes down. It's fun to watch Kyle get mad when he's losing, and he knows he's going to have to take the demon box home. Then he starts throwing a pissy, pouty fit. And he won't do it. I'll throw it. I'll do this. Yeah, you'll release a demon to the world, you jackass. I don't know if everyone knows everyone but me. Like, I'm the only one that really knows how serious that situation is. Those idiots. Those idiots. What do you do when all your friends are idiots? I know. You start a radio station. You call it the Big 49. You get them all together on Saturdays. That's what you do. Numbnutses. I love them all, but they're numbnuts as they really, really are. All right, besides Moto today, or God, besides Moto, that's about all we got today. As a matter of fact, coming up in moments, we're going to talk to Hunter Lawrence, red plate holder of the 250 East. 
Shortly after that, we will get Nate Thrasher of the Star Racing Yamaha team. He's in second place in Detroit. He also is in second place overall in the championship points. And then if you missed the Hayden Deegan interview, that's going to come up in the middle of the show today as well. So it is moto, 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 moto. And then I will grab some stupid stories and sprinkle those in because that's kind of what I do. My name is Stretch. I do stupid and I do it 3 a.m. till noon Pacific, Monday through Friday, right here on the Big 49. I appreciate the hell out of you guys listening. Tell a friend. Help us out. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Go to the website. Like us, man. I'm begging for attention. I feel like a needy whore. Man. Tell you what. Strap it in and get ready. Hunter Lawrence coming up in moments. It's the Big 49. The Wall Street Journal has a report that Adidas has cut ties with Beyonce. Remember, she had the Ivy Park clothing line there. They projected it to make $245 million, and it only made $40 million. And then it had another disastrous year, and they kept lowering the expectations. This year, they lowered them down to 65, and they still were way off of that mark. And they said, okay, Beyonce, thanks for nothing, and we'll see you later, even though she is still due to be paid $20 million this year. I guess this is pretty cool news if you are a Van Halen fan, former Van Halen bassist Michael Anthony is forming his own little super group of sorts. He's got a dude from Bon Jovi, not John, and a dude from Aerosmith, and he's got a singer who he won't name, and they're going to put together a little super group and start some stuff up, but no one is saying who the singer is. That's kind of the big hang-up on how big this band will be. Looks like Tom Brady is retired and has a lot of money to burn because he just made his first post-retirement investment and it was buying a piece of a WNBA team. What the F, Tom? The WNBA blows. Nobody goes to it. They don't make money. And here's the weirdest part. He bought into the team that's owned by the Las Vegas Raiders owner, Mark Davis, the Las Vegas Aces, and that's the team he's with. So Tom Brady is kind of down with the Raiders right now. It's pretty weird. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is stretching right now. It is time to sit down with the man in the 250 East. His name is Hunter Lawrence aboard an HRC Honda. He's got the red plate, has had it all damn season, and is starting to make it look easy rattling off these wins. Hunter, I will tell you, we're starting to make jokes in our pre-race show. It's like, how many seconds is Hunter going to win by? It's like everyone's taking you in their picks, but we're getting to that point. Once again tonight, you made it look easy here in Detroit, so uh Walk us through anything out there, catch you, anything different, anything that really wasn't easy for you tonight that we just didn't notice? Yeah, it's t- one one thing that kind of stood out to me the most was lappers. Um, yeah. you, man, you can't pick what race, track the lappers are going to be tough on because yeah. I feel like the lappers last weekend were a little easier to navigate. Um, okay. I shut it down a lot coming into the whoops because there'd just be two guys everywhere and, and I was just like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> not, not taking the risk. I don't know where they're going. I don't know how many whoops in they're going to get and then just yeah. exit stage left. Um, but yeah, that was kind of probably the most tricky thing uh, I'd say this, this Now, uh, heading into the whoops and, and shutting it down is incredibly dangerous. Like, didn't you find it that that, that kind of really kind of lends itself to crashing at that point because typically you got to blitz those whoops a little bit so how was that tonight going through the whoops if you were shutting it down coming in because of the lappers yeah that and the fact that you're constantly changing your line you know normally 
when the loops are really tough, consistency is the key, you know. So you yeah. always try to get a line that you feel comfortable and then just kind of stay there for the main, you know, in a perfect world. But, um, yeah, you, you couldn't do that tonight. And you're constantly <laughs> adapting and adjusting and then you're like, you just don't know what, what the, the other guys are going to do. You don't yeah. know because they're so edgy and stuff. You don't know where they're going to get kicked. So, okay. it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely fun. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, I mentioned coming into the interview that you are looking absolutely dominant. We all take you in our picks week after week. It's like, all right, Hunter's going to win. How much is he going to win by? Uh, but do you have that feeling right now like you have arrived, like you are are really clicking where you need to be, and, and this is you know what you've worked for your entire life to be this dominant? Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say. It's cool because I've had – two healthy you know years of of just compounding work yeah which has been cool because I, I haven't really had that or it's been a long time since i've had that so okay. it's cool this is my third supercross season so it's pretty it's pretty cool you know there was days where you just it felt like it was a lifetime away to have you know what yeah. they call it you know have have yeah. the flow have the mojo all that stuff you know so it's pretty cool all right, and obviously your training is you and Jet uh, in Florida, and you guys both have the red plate in the in the east and the west. So you know, I, I would say you are pushed pretty heavily in practice just by uh, battling with your teammate and brother. So that's pretty freaking cool. And, and, and is that ever you know bring into that it does make it easier when you're battling someone as fast as Jet on the daily in practice? It, does that ever you know uh, come into play where, when when you get on the track? You're like, all right, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the weeks are tough. You know, me yeah. and Jack go back and forth, and it's it's good. You know, uh, iron sharpens iron, and we're, <laughs> it's uh, it's cool. We don't we not haven't had to step out of my comfort zone too much, which yeah. is obviously good. And and but when I need to, I'm able to. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked on that, and just really happy with the bike and myself. It's uh, right. like I said about all just two years of compounding, just a lot of hard work, and it, it's it's showing. It's definitely showing. Congratulations on the payoff. It's got to be cool to like see it all come to fruition. You do have some really fast dudes behind you, though. I know Max has been around there on another Honda uh, most of the season, and then that Star Racing Yamaha team is fast, and they got a lot of dudes that are pushing at you every single week. But you know, what do you think of your competition overall in this division? Um, yeah, yeah. Maxi didn't have the best one tonight, yes. so uh, the Honda yeah. flag wasn't as strong tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they got some good guys. So yeah, there's yeah not really anything different to prepare during the week to yeah. race a different color manufacturer or anything just uh, <laughs> you know their races absolutely hunter man congratulations on getting the win tonight in detroit uh we'll see you again when the supercross rolls through atlanta for you 250 east guys uh continued success uh riding on your way to what's hopefully your first championship season once again, congratulations on all the great stats and everything uh, that is uh, just coming coming to fruition this season. It's really cool to see, and you deserve it, man. And we are big fans here at the 49. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. You can do for your country. Oh, man. You know what time it is. It's time for Stretch to get on a rant. Got the real American plan fighting for the rights of every man. You know where we got no rights? Right here in California. Right here in the crappiest state in the Union. Wow, well, there's other crappy states. New York, Illinois. Looking at all of you as well. 
but this one is particular dog crap, the one that we live in here in California. We got the best weather, typically. All right, maybe we get beat by Hawaii and Florida, but we're right there in the weather. We got more to do, definitely more to do than any other state. The, the, the capital of cool crap to do is California, but we live in a state where they try to make it hard to do the really cool stuff. They don't want motocross. They don't want any fuel-burning sports in the very, very near future. They want everything to be electric, and they want us to go watch slot cars race soon. And we're fighting that, we're fighting that, we're fighting that, and they also are anti-gun, anti-rights, anti-everything. And they're anti-you if you ride dirt bikes and you're conservative at all. They're very anti-you, hostile anti-you. And the governor of this state just goes to task with anyone conservative. I mean, look what he did during those storms when all those poor people in San Bernardino, one of the most conservative counties in the entire state, those people were dying in their houses and he had no Fs to give because they were conservatives and he knew it. They had just voted to succeed. He did nothing. The people that were down there helping him out were the first responders that had to because it was their job and uh, real American church people, people getting church groups together, going in there and helping those people, bringing them medicine and trying to get roads plowed to get to these people. So before I go off completely on a Gavin Dusham rant, let me just tell you about my story here. Gavin Dusham hates America and he hates freedom and he hates people that ride dirt bikes and he hates people that speak on the radio like I do about him and he can suck my balls because I'm not going to stop. Guess what happened on Monday? We, and we're, we're not hearing about it because all of the media in this state is up his freaking blue ass. Every bit of them. They're all in the bag. You didn't hear about this one, but a federal judge ruled on Monday that California cannot restrict the sale of new handguns in the state like they've been doing since 2013. Did you know that? Did you know California placed insane safety laws on all gun manufacturers? And if they didn't have three different kinds of safety features on them, they couldn't be sold in California. So the guns that you've been buying in California, if it's a handgun, it's an old model. And this crap is going on and on. It, it's no new models or semi-automatic handguns have been approved for sale since 2013. Californians are forced to uh, buy old guns, basically, which could be not as safe. The lawsuit challenging them was filed by the California Rifle and Pistol Association and other gun rights supporters. And finally, a federal judge pulled their head out of their ass and said, yeah, yeah, you can't do this. Say there's no handgun available in the world that has all three of those safety features. That's why we haven't had new handguns sold in California since 2013. Say these regulations are having a devastating impact on Californians' ability to acquire and use state-of-the-art handguns. And you have to buy older, and the ruling says potentially less safe models. Older handguns have been grandfathered into the list so they don't have to have all three of the safety things because no gun manufacturer makes them with all three of these. Basically what they did is they tried to ban the sale of handguns without banning the sale of handguns. A sneaky little leftist communist thing to do. And what do communists want to do? They want the guns away from 
good law-abiding citizens. That's what they want. They have their way. Only the criminals will have guns and they'll be able to rob you and then they won't prosecute them. I don't know what the end game is for these people, to be honest with you. I really, really don't. It's terrifying to think that we ever get to that end game. Or we got to get our head of our collective ass in this state and get rid of these clowns and redo everything Gavin Newsom has done. Here's what I would do if I was governor tomorrow. Time for President Stretch, Governor Stretch, to get on a rant. I would stop the bullet train immediately. Immediately. That's trillions of dollars just gone that nobody wants and we don't need. Do we need a high-speed train? No, we got trains, we got planes. We're good. We got cars, too. And you know our cars burn? Effing gas. And you know where we have a lot of gas? Oil? Right here in California. Drill, mofo. Drill. Get the energy cost back down in this BS state, the most expensive gas in the effing state. How about we take the taxes off of the fuel and help the actual day-to-day consumer that's just trying to get the freaking work in this BS state? How about we do that? Yeah. Also, we yank all of this restrictions off on the electric cars and bikes and all that crap. And then we reopen the lands that we've closed to dirt bike riders. That's what Governor Stretch would do day one. And you know what this state would become? A way better place to live. A way more cool place to live. A way better place to own a business in this state. We had the greatest state in the union as far as just money coming out our freaking ears because we had so much industry here and everybody wanted to live here. And now all the big businesses fled. All of the billionaires have fled. The state is getting crippled by losing tax dollars by all the people leaving the state because of the policies of the state. You fix that, you might get some people back here. You might get some more money back in the coifers. And and I'm talking about cutting taxes, not getting more. I'm going to make the state hurt even more. Guess what? Stop spending money you don't have, you little bitches. Stop screwing with a hard-working man. He wants to go out and ride a dirt bike. You let him. Suck balls, Gavin Dusen. And then I'm going to crack crime down like a mofo. I'll do the, uh, the chain gang thing. We'll get some free labor. We'll get the prisoners out. Put them on a chain gang with pinstripe freaking suits and have them out there with a ball and chain on their leg. F those efforts. You steal, you pay, you go to jail. I'm talking mandatory prison sentences for any little crimes. You, I catch you shoplifting three times, but that, that's now, you're like a three striker of uh, misdemeanors and I'm going to put that in and make you have three years in prison. Three strikes on stealing, that's three years in prison. Mandatory. Governor Stretch is amazing. I fixed this state in 24 hours. 24 hours I would fix this state. The leftist crazy violent a-holes may try to kill me though. Train, say your prayers. Yeah, that's right, Hulkster. Be true to yourself, true to your country, be a real American. Like Stretch Ari, that's what the Hulkster's saying. He said be a real American like Stretch Ari. Alright. Alright, I gotta stop. I gotta calm myself down. Coming up next. Nate Thrasher, star racing Yamaha team. He's a real American. Nice young man. Got that star racing Yamaha humping. Talk to him right after this. It's the Big 49. Sucking Gavin Newsom. Big, big, big. The Big.
Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday night, the Supercross is in Seattle. And if you are down for some next level coverage, log in right here to the Big 49 with myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Kyle all in the house telling you what is up. The show's going to start at 5 p.m. for the pre-race festivities where we'll do our picks and get everybody caught up to speed on everything going on in moto. Then at 7 o'clock Pacific time, the gate will drop and we'll give you updates after each and every single race on everything that happens in the Supercross right here on the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with Nate Thrasher of the Star Racing Yamaha team. Uh, congratulations, second place overall tonight in Detroit. Nate, now looking at second place overall in the championship points as well. And, you know, you're, you're just trying to dial in and get after Hunter. And, and you, what do you look at as a success tonight? I mean, obviously getting on the podium, getting at second is really, really solid by most people's eyes. I know you guys all want to win, but what is it out there like where do you want to come in to say hey this was a big night this was a successful night uh yeah i don't really look at the position mainly uh we're kind of just clicking off race by race and uh just trying to do the best we can uh we're obviously uh the goal is to win so uh we didn't quite get that tonight but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, i'm gonna have to ride a perfect race to win uh this year hunter's riding really good and uh we got some uh tracks coming up so yeah i don't really look at the position um per se like of where we're at it's just the same amount of points we are we uh lost points tonight from uh the points leader so that's all i'm really looking at all right and now what do you think it's going to take for you to beat hunter the hunter's been he's led every lap since daytona he's been on absolute fire what do you got to change or what do you think needs to happen for you to be able to run down uh hunter uh yeah it's gonna take a lot uh he's riding really good right now uh i feel like i'm riding good too it's just a little bit here and there he's just a little bit better in areas and i I have my spots too that i can uh i'm a little bit better but overall i feel like we had a good night tonight and uh yeah i think it's gonna take a better start to get up there and and i want to have a battle in the main event with him and uh Uh, just good clean racing and and, uh, see what it goes but we got four races coming up and uh yeah i've done good there before and uh yeah let's uh hopefully we can take the championship to the last round that's the goal as of now all right nate uh you are making strides this year you definitely i I think this year what we're seeing out of you is a lot of consistency that we haven't seen in the past before you'd have these really great races and then there would be some subpar results by your standards and this year you're very consistent and popping on the podium and you're right there so uh, what do you take away from this season so far you have to feel that there's some definite strides and you know progress being made uh yeah definitely uh definitely some strides uh even when i've had i've had two bad results this year that's kind of hindered the overall points but uh yeah even those uh were were solid rides uh daytona didn't go the way we wanted uh ended up going down by myself uh later on in the main which was stupid i still could have had a good finish there and then uh arlington there was uh it was a tough but yeah i feel like uh building each year just kind of the first year didn't really have much besides those uh that weekend in atlanta and then last year i had some flashes and uh gave away some podiums but uh able to get the win in salt lake and uh this year yeah we're just uh 
compounded, like Hunter said. And uh, yeah, we're only we're only 20 years old, so we got a long way to go. And uh, yeah, we'll just keep getting better each year. Yeah, absolutely, got a long way to go. And you are you're dialing it in, and the progress is being made. I know it's probably not as quick as you want it to come around, but we're really seeing it looking at the year-to-year comparison. Now, I I don't want to change the subject on you at all, but this is what everyone's going to be talking about all week long. I know uh, when you guys were done, did you get to come back and watch the 450 main, and did you see that uh, Aaron Plessinger crash? And I I don't just want to talk about the crash with Aaron and the heartbreak that was, but it was obvious that he got a really gnarly rut. I just want to know if when you guys were racing uh, during the 250 main, was that rut as gnarly right there did, did you get caught up and have any problems in that same area of the track uh yeah i saw the crash uh it, oh. it's tough the track it just breaks down the track's brutal from there it's a totally different racetrack that uh we race on uh that yeah. rut was very shallow for us and uh barely there so oh, okay. uh by the time the end of their main event comes uh it, it's an early rut but uh yeah i can't really speak on what happened to him it's unfortunate would really like to see ap get the win and yeah. uh, he's an awesome guy so uh bummed on that but uh he was riding great all right, uh, all right, Nate, uh, you're riding great, too, and we're looking forward to seeing you when we get back down to Atlanta, uh, dialing it in. And honestly, I- I'm with you. It seems like you get a whole shot. You're, you got your shot at getting the win there over Hunter, so see if we can get that dialed in. Can't wait to see what you and the Star Racing Yamaha crew cook up between now and the next time we see you guys race in Atlanta. Till then, best of luck. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again before the season's over back on the box. And uh, uh, thank you for taking the time and talking to us. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Oh, boy. It's a Friday show. Welcome to it. I am Stretch. Shout out to everybody we've had on the show so far. Hunter Lawrence, Nate Thrasher, pretty solid. Hayden Deegan's coming up here in the very next segment. And then if you missed the Hunter Lawrence, we'll replay that at the end of the show. We're banging through them. All of the superstars of the 250 East on the show today. The entire podium from Detroit. It's nice. Right now, I'm going to tell you a story that could be disturbing, so plug your ear holes. Plug them up. Could be disturbing. And and before I tell you this story, I'm going to tell you right now, before I tell you this story, I already checked the whereabouts of Motoman. Motoman was not in the UK when this happened. And he does not have any travel documents under the name Marius Gustafsson. This happened over in the UK. And this is crazy. Got a guy in court this week accused of castrating dozens of other men and filming the footage on his subscription Eunuch Maker website. There you go. You're a freak with long, long hair. You're a freak with a smoothie down there. This guy specializes in chopping off your junk, extreme body modification, and that's not all. Not only will he chop off your cock and balls, make you a smoothie, make you look like Kindall, make you a eunuch, hence the name of his website. Eunuch Maker is the name of his website. It's a subscription, though. Don't go over there. I tell you, you go over there, you're going to end up on a damn watch list somewhere these are freaks he's been charged with great bodily harm charges that include the removal of a man's penis the clamping of another man's testicles and the freezing of another man's leg which didn't require an amputation oh yeah did i mention these guys are also into body part amputation they don't just chop off their cock and balls they chop off arms and legs and crap what the f and this guy's not only 
the uh, guy that does it for them, that I'm sure they pay him, they say, in fact, he's made $200,000 since January of 2016 uh, chopping off people's cock and balls and arms and legs and all kinds of weird crap. They also say he's accused of acquiring and possessing criminal property, making an indecent image of a child and distributing that image. He also has amputated his own leg, his own penis, and one of his nipples. Removed them, amputated, gone. They're gone. He doesn't have a nipple, he doesn't have a penis, and he doesn't have one leg. Justin Barsha's got three legs, this guy has one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Gustafsson appeared alongside a host of other dudes, and these other dudes come from all over Europe to be a part of his little freak party. Another guy that's charged named Peter Waits, 65 years old. He's from Croydon. He's charged with conspiracy to commit great bodily harm with intent. He was involved in nine of the 29 incidents. Another guy named Ian uh, Sinsior, who's 28 years old from Romania. He works at a hotel in Scotland and is said to have been involved in two of the incidents. And it just goes on and list keeps listing guys. All three men on this case are being held back in court on April 19th. Three other guys also named have already been charged in another court where they are charged with conspiracy to commit great bodily harm. And they're coming in. Yeah, Nathan Arnold from South Kensington, West London. Damian Burns, 35, from Tottenham, North London. Jacob Crimey Appleby, 22, from Epsom. All of these guys are part of this craziness of this eunuch website where they're trying to create a secret club of freaks that are severely altered appearance with amputated penises and balls and legs. I mean, what are you going to do? Eventually chop your head off? Like, uh, What's the end game on this one? I I'm a paraplegic because I have no arms and legs. Uh, I chopped them off myself. some point, you know what's really convenient? Having arms and legs and feet and hands and fingers and toes. I really enjoy my cock and balls too. Those are fun to have. The F, dude. $200,000. This guy's made $200,000 chopping people's nuts off. They say this is part of what they call the nullo subculture. Are you a nullo? Moto's a nullo. I call him Moto Nolo. You, ever hear, you never hear me say that? I say that all the time on the show. Moto Nolo. Apparently it stands for uh, nullification. Genital nullification. You know what that means? That means they chop off your cock and balls and you got a smoothie down there. You got nothing. You're not poking anybody. You're not getting poked. You're a eunuch for the rest of your life. Yeah, they're nullos. You're a nullo, the nullo subculture. What the F is wrong with these people? God, I'd go barf. Chop off your cock and balls. Give me 200 grand. What the F? I start chopping off cock and balls for 200 grand. Moto, put an operating room in the studio. In, the, in that Studio B, we're going to take all the equipment out of there, put an operating room in there. We're going to start chopping off cock and balls where you are. Because remember, I'm Kaiser Soze. I, I just come up with the plans and execute them. You're the, you're the bad guy. You're the guy that does everything. So get ready to start chopping off cock and balls. I know how much you love cock and balls. <laughs> I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. Happy Friday. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. 
take a look at the injury report for the Seattle Supercross. And well, it's just really good news. In the 450 class, there's nobody joining the injury list this week. Everyone that's on it's been on it for some time. Really, the only surprise is that Colt Nichols of that HRC Honda team is still out since hitting his head in Daytona. And they've been really quiet about it with no updates. So it's kind of weird that we don't know what's going on with Colt Nichols. As far as the 250s, remember, we're back to the 250 West this week. So these guys have had a few weeks off to get healthy. And once again, no one new has been added to that injury list. The only really good news is that Carson Mumford is off of the list and we will see him race for the first time this season, and he'll do it on a brand new team over at the Pro Circuit Kawasaki Camp. Good luck to Carson. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, no. It's the big 4-9 on a Friday. I'm playing the cops team. That means something bad's about to happen. That means there's bad boys out there. Tell you, this is not in America. This is another UK story. UK solid. I get solid news out of the UK. Uh, but you know what's funny? I get the best news on America out of the UK too, because both sides of the reporting here in America are so biased it's obscene. And that's the left and the right. They're all biased beyond belief, and and no one really tells the truth because they're so busy trying to tell their narrative. And the UK is really good at it. I'll give them that, even though they're a bunch of woke-ass douches too, and you really got to watch them. Hence this story I'm about to tell you. This is hard to believe, but I'm not making this up. A new bill introduced by the House of Commons on Friday is now going to make it an offense to uh, whistle catcall at a lady walking down the street. The new proposed street harassment law is going into effect. Now, now don't get me wrong. It's a famous thing for construction workers and guy at work sites to whistle and yell things at women that pass by. I've never thought it works. I've always wondered, like, what's the upside of that? Has a lady ever stopped and said, "Oh yeah, you want to you want to bang me? Oh, let's go hook up." No, they look at they look down on you because you're a construction worker, even though construction workers are paid pretty damn well, got pretty good gigs. They're usually snobby uh, a-holes walking by and these guys yell things at him, catcall at him. Well, now that's a criminal offense. And they say by doing that, they cause intentional harassment, alarm, or distress. And here's where it gets even better. There's already kind of some rules out there against this stuff. But typically they'd be like, oh, I was just, you know, yelling at the pretty lady. I didn't know that they claimed ignorance before and they would kind of let them away with it. Well... That no longer flies. That means anyone who catcalls, wolf whistles, or makes a, a suggestive pass or sexual comment towards a woman uh, that a, quote, reasonable person would feel amounts to harassment will no longer be able to claim it was meant as a joke. So even if you do something as a joke and you say something harassy or uh, pervy to a lady out on the streets, you now can be charged under this new proposed law. Police will be issued with guidance so they can enforce the law. And even a guy goes, I was just joking. What are you talking about? They're, yeah, no. They call it the right to walk the streets without fear law. I, I, I never thought of those guys that whistle and yell as like rapers or attackers. I've always thought of them as just low-class dudes, knuckle-draggers, big 49 listeners. I, that's what I think of them as. 
Yeah, they say we're backing the protection from sex-based harassment in public bill. All of these people are coming out. And after carefully considering a range of views, we are supporting an amendment that will now require the government to produce statutory guidance for the police in order for them to enforce this. And even if someone goes, hey, I was just joking, sorry, man, like, relax. Nope, you're going to jail, buddy. That's harassment. Have we gone too far? Anybody else feel this has gone too far? Hey, here's what you do. You, you teach your daughters to uh, punch anyone in the face. You teach your daughters to kick ass. They got cell phones to call 911 if anyone gets out of hand. They call for help or to handle things themselves. That's what you teach them. You don't teach them, oh my God, that man whistled at you. You should be, are you damaged? No. You don't give someone that kind of power that they could damage you. You give them the finger and say, F off, scumbag, and you keep moving. That's what you do. It's the real world out there. And believe me, when there's no cop around to bust these guys, it's going to get worse. I don't think this is a good idea. I think they're creating like more deviant behavior by doing stuff like this. And I'm not condone this. I've never done that in my life. I've never in my life yelled at or whistled at a lady or done anything like that. I just, it's not my style. Don't get me wrong. I say man pig things on the radio all the time, but I've never been out in the street like harassing a, a lady at all. It's, it's weird to me that people even do it. And, and I've always wondered, what's the upside of that? But I don't think it's a criminal offense. Is it tasteless and low class? Yes. Is it a criminal offense? I, now, I'm all for, and I've seen this many a times, where a dude walks up and, like, grabs a girl by the arms. It's like, hey, baby, blah, 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 and, like, starts trying to hit on him and is, like, aggressive and, like, handsy with him. Yeah, you, you want to step that up a little bit? I'll give you that one. But yelling from a construction site at a pretty lady passing by is not a criminal offense and never will be in my eyes. I'm sorry. And people need to toughen the F up. That's men and women. Everyone needs to toughen the F up. Go over and kick that guy in the nuts is what you do. Freaking craziness. Why is the world such a bunch of freaking wusses? Alright, I've been saving this story. I need to pull myself out of the insanity that are the headlines I've done today. Before we get into a replay of the Hunter Lawrence interview, I got a story coming straight out of Australia's. It's a doozy. A spectacular, amazing doozy. It's about sharks. And it's something Stretch talks about here on the 49. This story's amazing. I'm doing next. This is the big 49. Don't be whistling at women. You go to jail. But you can steal and stuff. That's fine. Just don't whistle at a pretty lady or say anything suggestive. Boy, well, F me in the A. Seriously. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Dean Wilson has a new YouTube vlog up from the Detroit Supercross. And all in all, it's a really bad day for him and his teammate Max Anstey over on the Firepower Honda team. Both of them had really bad results and had spills and things did not go well for them. What makes the video worth watching besides the moto highlights, and you kind of like to see people crash, I'm not going to lie, especially when you know they don't get hurt. You're like, yeah, let's see the crash. But is Max Anstey and Dean Wilson, you got a guy from Scotland and a guy from England, and they sit in the trailer 
there in Detroit and do impersonations of other accents, like an Irish accent, a Southern accent, a Jamaican accent. They even do some, uh, like, TikTok dance things. Like, seems like they were kind of bored, to be honest with you, but the video is pretty funny. So, I tell you, the funniest stuff on these videos, typically, just like on the Saturday show, it's the non-moto stuff, is the stuff that makes you laugh. Go check it out over on YouTube on Dean Wilson's vlog. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, crap. You know what that music means? That music can only mean one thing. There's a great white effing shark and it's about to eat somebody. You know what I wish I had when there was a great white shark in the water and it's about to effing eat somebody? I wish I had a dude on the radio saying, hey, mate, stay out of the effing water. There's sharks out there that will effing eat you. Great white sharks eat people, especially in Australia for some reason. Oh, there is a guy like that. He's a great American hero that calls from far across the pond. His name is Stretch RFNE, and he's right here on the Big 49. And he does it ad nauseum, and people don't listen. By the way, somebody needs to call this guy. This guy's still alive, by the way. Somebody needs to call this guy and, get, and just give him a piece of paper that needs to say thebig49.com. Next time, maybe I can save his life. Again. I already tried saving his life once. This is amazing. Eden Australiers. Guy named Eric Nurhus. He's, you know, on the water. You know why? Because he doesn't listen to Stretch. That's why. None of you Aussies do. Starting to hurt my feelings here. He's swimming around with his scuba gear on. He's thinking he's scuba effing Steve or something. And this is where this story gets amazing. He's diving for whatever the hell he's diving for. Some fishing crap off the coast of New South Wales. He got swallowed effing whole by a 10-foot great white shark. What did I just say? It was like being swallowed head first by a great white shark that was trying to eat him. And it didn't get him all the way down in one swallow. It was gnawing up his legs pretty good. He's got scratches all over his... As he went down past the mouth when it just swallowed him, he's got scratches on, on his head, on his face, on his arms, on his back, because it was like it was trying to wolf him down. He's lucky as hell it got him like that or he'd be dead. Guy said he thought he was dead, thought it was over. In fact, at one point as it swallowed him and he was halfway in its mouth and it was kind of shredding his legs he got a thumb outside and got a thumb in the eye he went all crab maga on a great white shark and it let go of him saved his life poke it in the eye who knew that worked they say punch it in the nose or poke it in the eye i'll go with poke it in the eye moto man take your little micro penis and poke it right in the eye hump that effer's eye moto swim to the shore and don't go in the ocean you should listen to stretch you know better than that uh, Mr. Nurhaus was diving near the reefs at Cape Howard in New South Wales looking for abalone, a edible sea snail, when the beastly shark swam up and swallowed him. Maybe the shark had gag reflex. The seasoned diver, who was 41 years old at the time, found himself inside the stomach of the 10-foot-long great white shark, and its piercing teeth were sinking into his flesh. The monstrous creature then tried to swallow him whole, crushing his head and chest, which were luckily protected by all of his heavy diving gear, including the scuba tanks on his back. 
He said one minute was daylight, next thing you know, you're inside a shark's belly. You feel like Jonah in the belly of the whale, only this whale is a shark. He said, I tried taking the second pipe. It started shaking him uncontrollably when it had him halfway in its mouth. Like a dog with a bone. That's when he got his hand out and poked it in the eye. Got a lucky shot in the eyeball. It let go of him, and then he swam his ass off back to their boat. His son was on their boat. Said he jabbed that effort in the big round black eye. But luckily, the boat was right there because when he started swimming away, he turned around and that big black eye was right back on him. It, it didn't go far. They say it's a it's a tactic of great white sharks. A lot of times they'll grab something and they'll shred it like that and shake their head like that. And then they'll let go of it. And it'll just bleed out and then it'll, it'll stop fighting and then they just come up and swallow it. But he didn't give it time to bleed out. He swam his ass off, got back to the boat, and his son yanked him back on the boat. And then the shark said, oh, what the F? That was my dinner. Yeah, so if you're in Australia's right now, and you're listening to Stretch, and you think you're not on the menu for sharks, you are wrong, wrong, wrong. You are more wrong than Moto Man, Jason, and Kyle's picks every Saturday here on the Moto Show. That's how wrong you are. That is super wrong. You are so, 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 so wrong. They eat people. And they don't give an F. They're great white sharks. They're like, F you, middle finger to the world. I'll just eat you all. So there you go. The guy calmed himself down, swam back to the boat, and his kid snatched him up before the shark could come back and finish him off. You know what would have prevented all of that? Listening to the stretch show. To not going in the water. There you go. When he got out of the water, they flew him to Wollongong Hospital. Ah, oh, where you going, mate? I'm going to Wollongong. Oh, Wollongong's great for shark bites, mate. We go up there. I had one bite me pack off, mate, and I just put it right back on at Wollongong. Yeah. yeah you shut up, you Aussie dumbasses. Stay out of the water. Listen to Stretch for once. I'm serious about this. Listen to Stretch for once. Yeah. So there you go. Don't go in the water. Coming up next... Australia's own Hunter Lawrence. He doesn't go in the water. He's too busy riding motocross and kicking ass. Being a good dude to go in the water and get eaten by a shark. He lives in Florida. There's sharks there too, but he doesn't go in the water and get eaten. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Stretch. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, if you are down with Moto and you are down with the 49, be sure to check out our website, thebig49.com. That's where you'll get Moto rants from the Moto Man. You'll get the vlogs that we do on Saturday. We take the entire five-hour radio show, chop it down into segments, and do individual vlogs with myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle, and everything that happens, you'll see it. Even if the demon pops out of nowhere and is on camera, you'll see that too. Plus our Homer Simpson hanging over in the corner. We got a YZ450 in the studio. It's pretty cool to go check it out. So thebig49.com, it's the vlogs, it's the moto content, it's everything you know and love about the Big 4.9. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4.9, it's a stretch show. Man, I got to get out of here. The week is done. I'm putting a fork in it. It is Supercross Eve. We are getting to the Moto Show today at 3 o'clock with the Moto Man. Kyle may be in the courthouse talking to the DA, trying to get Stretch busted. 
Kyle's terrified to come back to the studio. He knows there's a demon loose in there, and he blames me for doing it. I blame him or Moto Man. I don't know which one of those uh, Moranoviches did it, but one of them. One of them. Yeah, that's who I blame. Those two. Those numbnutses. I'm sure I brought a demon there in a box. It was fully contained until it got there. Now it's no longer contained in a box. It's not funny. I'm not going to talk about it, though, anymore. We're going to stop talking about it. So that's going on. 3 o'clock. We'll see how their show goes. Hopefully they don't get knocked off the air or anything. I will be um, back here tomorrow at 5 p.m. when we do the Supercross coverage. Myself, Moto Man, Jason, and Kyle. And we'll get it down. Yeah. What do we learn from today's show? Moto rules. Stretch should be the governor of California. Listen to Stretch if you're in Australia. It could save your life or anywhere. Don't swim in the ocean. Don't whistle at women on the streets or you could go to prison. The world is too woke. California got saved by a good federal judge and we can now buy handguns again. New new models. You know they're going to get that overturned again. So if you're going to get one, get one soon. Uh, there's some type of injunction on it, but soon we'll be able to buy guns here in California again. Handguns, new ones, not 2013 and older models. Douchebags. Gavin Dusham is a douchebag. I'm really over it. I'm over everything in California. I'm over everything in general. I need a nap. I had to get out of here and go to bed. Hey, eat something. Fat guy on a diet, don't try it. I'm like the fat boys. Oh, except for I can't do the human beatbox. <laughs> Whatever they would do it. Fat pigs. That was them breathing. That was them having a heart attack on record on vinyl. We were all laughing at it back in the 80s. Oh, look at the fat boys. He's making funny noises. No, he's not. He's gurgling because he's choking on a chicken bone right now. I think he swallowed a whole drumstick. Somebody, can somebody do the Heimlich on a guy that's seven feet around, that fat effer? No, you can't. We let him die. R.I.P. Fat Boys. All right, I'm out of here. Talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.